Welcome to the Inclusive Growth Show with Toby Milden. Future-proofing your business by creating a diverse workplace. Hey there, thank you ever so much for tuning in to this episode of the Inclusive Growth Show. I'm Toby Milden, and today I'm joined by Stephen Jones, who is the founder of Disability Connect, which is a mentoring scheme to support disabled people in the workplace. So, um, Stephen, thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to see you. Thank you. I'm really good to be here as well. Before we get into what Disability Connect is and why organisations need to be more inclusive of disabled people, could you just let us know a bit more about who you are what you do and what brought you to this point in time where you created Disability Connect? Yes, of course. No, thank you. Thank you, Toby. So um, my name is Stephen Jones. Um, I'm on my late 20s at the moment. And um, my previous background is I went to university, did a degree in business management, and then sort of went into the graduate world and had a number of roles in the not-for-profit, private and public sector and now I'm in the civil service. I've been in civil service um, around seven years now in a range of departments and roles. I have a disability, so I've got spinal muscular atrophy, which is actually the same disability as you, Toby. So uh, maybe maybe not as rare as I thought it was, um, because I've had a chance over the last couple of years to meet lots of people that share my condition, which has been really interesting. And I think through my experience of graduating and then sort of looking for employment and going from job to job, um, it really stuck out to me how many challenges there were when it comes to disability and recruitment and retention as well. And quite often I experienced that quite often employers didn't want to put up any barriers, but they simply didn't know what the barriers were or how to get around them. And that's where the Disability Connect um, reverse mentoring scheme came into it because the scheme sort of pairs mentors who have a disability with organisations where they sort of share their learning, their insights and their first-hand experience of, of their disability. And then that, that organisation um, can sort of take those insights away and bring it into their organisation and their policies and processes. Brilliant, brilliant. So you mentioned that there are a number of challenges that disabled people face trying to gain employment and then also retaining people uh, within the organisation. Let's just take one of those, I suppose, one at a time. When it comes to uh, attracting and recruiting disabled talent, what are some of the challenges or barriers that you've seen? Yeah, of course. I mean, from personal experience, I always think the job descriptions are almost the first, first point of contact quite often for lots of people. And being a wheelchair user myself, I, I've looked at some job description I, and I remember there was one, and I think it was a recruitment agency, I can't really remember. And in their description, they sort of said, the team is really fast paced, dynamic, and we work hard and we play hard as well. And on the weekends or after work, we go sort of rock climbing and go-karting and we're very active. And I was thinking, God, you know, the job looked really interesting, but actually I felt that immediately excluded me because... I couldn't go go karting or rock climbing like others. And I think that was sort of the organisation sort of just saying, you know, we're a very social team. We want to do lots of different things and lots of team building, which is absolutely great. But I think how they put that sort of discluded a lot of people. So 
I think um, the job description and and that initial recruitment process can sometimes be a blocker. Plus, I also think it's perceptions of organisations as well. And it's interesting when I, I suppose even in my own head, I've got a view on what organisations are very inclusive um, and what organisations aren't really. And that would either attract me or sort of put me off um, sort of applying for them. And, And I think lastly as well, just on the actual recruitment um, process in terms of interview or assessment centre as well I found really interesting because I've had a number of interviews previously when I was looking for graduate jobs and they were very accommodating sort of sorting out disabled car parking for me making sure it's all accessible however some cases I found like the car park was a really really far away and I think if I'm coming in my manual wheelchair who you know I I can't self-propel myself over long distances without taking breaks that's almost an instant blocker, even though they've put those facilities in place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You also mentioned about developing and retaining disabled people mm-hmm. once they're in the organisation. So what, what are some of the, the obstacles or challenges that you've come across there? I, um, I work with lots of my mentors who um, have a disability, but they haven't always had a disability. And I've learned a lot from that. I mean, because I was born with SMA, I think previously I had the assumption that everyone was born with their disability. However, the majority of people go through their lives um, without a disability and then um, sort of one props up and that might be a chronic condition, that might be an accident, something might have happened. And that employer that was very accommodating and accessible before may, may not know what to put in place or that conversation might not be open as well. So I've sort of found that can be quite a key barrier there and I think changes to conditions as well um, is an impact and I think that's really just opening the conversation with employers about actually you know just because some some adjustments you've put in place that doesn't mean that's a you know one-time fix for it and actually there needs to be a process to monitor these reasonable adjustments on on a more regular basis. Yeah so you've set up the mentoring program mm-hmm. from the description that you've given us already it sounds like a reverse mentoring scheme which is very common in diversity and inclusion within businesses so could you just tell us a bit more about what the scheme is and and how it works yes of course and yes you're you're completely right i mean there's lots of experiences of um, big organizations that run reverse mentoring schemes um for a number of the protected characteristics, which all sound really positive. Um, I mean, for listeners who may not know what reverse mentoring is, I suppose it's just mentoring, but almost switched around the other way. So generically, mentoring is maybe a more junior person being the mentee, and you would get the mentor being a senior person with more experience. The idea of reverse mentoring is that person that would be the mentor would have sort of that first-hand experience of some of the diverse characteristics, in this case, disability, and they may mentor a more senior person in an organisation. The reverse mentoring scheme has a real range of um, mentees and organisations as well. And I work with lots of organisations that come forward and sort of say, I've got a particular challenge in my organisation. So some of the key ones are people may not be aware of how many people with disabilities they they have in their organisation and lots of companies come to me and say 
my declaration rate's really low, so there's a problem with my recruitment. But sometimes you can turn that around to think, actually, is there an internal issue here that, that maybe people aren't, aren't declaring or have you got those channels open or, or do people understand why declaration rates are, are sort of needed? Um, other organisations I work with sort of look at the scheme from a customer point of view. So, um, for example, I have a number of housing associations who work with customers um, who have disabilities on a day-to-day basis. And they sort of look at this from a, actually, how can I better meet the purpose and serve the needs of my customer base here and attract more people as well into my organisation? And uh, just just another example as well, Toby, is um, a charity as well I'm working with at the moment. They've sort of said, my fundraising portfolio um, is um, very much targeted at sports events, maybe, you know, climbing Mount Snowden and places like this. That's not very, that's not very um, diverse. So how can I sort of increase representation in that space as well? And how the scheme works is it's a six month scheme on average. The organisation will sort of sign up, they will submit a, um, a form to pretty much say what they're looking to get from the scheme, what are their challenges currently internally. And what they're currently doing in the um, diversity inclusion space as well. And um, we'll use that information um, to sort of think, right, okay, who's the best fit for you as a mentor? And I've got a really big pool pool of mentors currently. um, And I sort of do that strategic match that way. Um, I always check with the mentee to make sure they're sort of content with that mentor match that suits their um, purpose for signing up as well. Yeah. And... And the mentors I work with um, are really diverse in their experiences and backgrounds as well. So I've had a number of graduates who have recently joined the scheme and they can provide some really useful insight um, in terms of what it's like in the graduate market with disability. Yeah. However, I also work with lots of industry professionals as well that have sort of been in the private public sector 20, 30 years and they've sort of got that in-depth experience as well. So the mentors are really diverse in both their disabilities and their protected characteristics as well as their experiences and and what they've achieved. And presumably the person who's being the mentor, Mm -hmm. i.e. the the person with the disability, presumably in that mentoring relationship they are bringing a lot more to the table than just their disability. Because like you were saying, if you're working with people who've just graduated, they're able to bring a fresh perspective to things just just by being younger and just having left university as well. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I'm assuming that actually the the organisation that signs up and gets the mentoring gets a lot more value for money that way as well. That's a really good point. And you're, you're completely right. I mean, all of the mentors have a disability. Um, they may also belong to um, one of the other protected characteristics. Plus, also, they bring a lot of experience knowledge and all have very unique backgrounds as well and I think a big part of the mentoring scheme is well with mentoring in general is sort of helping um, their mentees set set goals set objectives and that's a big part of the mentor recruitment process as well to look at the ability to sort of really pin down organization of what they want to achieve and work with them to keep that momentum going um, as well throughout the six months. So you've mentioned already some of the benefits that organisations are looking for when they work with you. So you've mentioned things like 
reflecting the diversity of the customer base, making sure that events and activities are inclusive, making sure that there's a culture within the organization where people can declare their disability if they want to. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other top reasons for for entering a, a reverse mentoring arrangement like, like this uh, on the business? That's a really good question, though. Thank you for that. And one, one of the key ones is um, just general awareness, I find, as well. So lots of organisations I talk to is they are aware of disability. They've you know been to disability training and they've had lots of different experiences, but they've very rarely or, or sometimes never spoken to someone with a disability firsthand and had quite an open and honest conversation about you know what it's like, what's the perception like, um, what are reasonable adjustments like, um, and and what works for them and what doesn't in lots of cases. And I think I've had feedback previously from mentees who have actually said, I've learned so much about this and I will incorporate this learning into the decisions I make at work, how I act in meetings and also in their personal life or out in public, how how they sort of act and interact with others. So so I think a real key part is just general awareness. Um, I think another one is part of that sort of continuous professional development as well. So I think big part of of the mentoring, as as I said previously, is sort of having someone to keep that momentum going on those goals to do with diversity inclusion as well. So I think it's almost someone to sort of bounce ideas off of, check in with and and hold that person accountable to say, actually, you know, last month you said you were going to achieve this or you were going to progress this goal. Where's that got to? So um, so I think there's quite a lot of different examples and, and lots of real benefits to this. That's fantastic. So if an organization engages in in a reverse mentoring program, mm-hmm. what do you see are the opportunities that, that ultimately open up for them? What what I say to the organizations that sign up is um it's really up to them how much or how little they take from this as well. So their mentor will um have lots of knowledge on disability and, and wider issues. However, they don't necessarily speak for the whole disabled community. So I'm quite clear on saying, actually, your mentor will have all of this really good advice and experience. However, we'll give you a very you know, small view of one disability, but we'll open up other doors as they go forward. So I think a real, a real benefit and a real opportunity here is to open that conversation of disability. And then that, that organisation to them actually think, right, OK, what can I do in my organisation to make this more um, more visible, to promote disability across my workplace, to open up more conversations like this as well. That's cool. So before we go, the question that I ask everyone that comes on this show is, what does inclusive growth mean to you? Mm-hmm. No, I really, um, I've listened to lots of your podcast, Toby, and I always uh, find this question really interesting at the end. Um, and, and I think um, what I found is, what inclusivity is, is everyone's equal. Everyone has the same experience, no matter what background they've come from, what protective characteristics they've got. And I think, I suppose disability wouldn't exist if there wasn't barriers in terms of processes, procedures, accessibility, and, and all of that. So my my view is inclusivity is where actually disability doesn't isn't a thing. It doesn't exist. 
because everything is designed with disability in mind and um, and difference in mind as well. Definitely, and 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 the role that employers can play in in removing those procedural, attitudinal, and societal barriers, they can have a profound impact uh, in the world. So, thanks, Stephen. Before you go, um, if the person listening to us right now wants to learn more about Disability Connect, mm-hmm. uh, about mentoring with disabled mentors, what should they do? Yeah, of course. So I've got a website, so it's disabilityconnect.org.uk. Lots of information on there, both for the mentor or the mentee, um, and my contact details on my website as well. So happy to talk to anyone who is considering becoming a mentor. Um, it's a rolling application process, so um, the application process is always open. And equally, as any organisations out there want to learn more about disability um, and sign up for a mentor, there's information on my website as well. Brilliant. Thanks, Stephen. So, yeah, if you are interested in reverse mentoring uh, with disabled people, please do go and check uh, Stephen's website at uh, Disability Connect. So, um, Stephen, thank you ever so much for joining me today. It's been wonderful to catch up with you and have a chat with you. Um, So thanks very much. And thank you for tuning into this episode of the Inclusive Growth Show. Hope that you took some interesting points away from my conversation with Stephen. And as I said, if you are interested in organising mentoring within your organisation, please do reach out to Stephen directly. Until the next time, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Inclusive Growth Show, which will be coming up very soon. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the Inclusive Growth Show. For further information and resources from Toby and his team, head on over to our website at milden.co.uk.